0: Hello and welcome to Who Is She? A podcast sharing the voice I wish I had in my 20s and navigating how to thrive in your 30s. I'm your host, Danielle, and I'm so glad you're here. This is a safe space to talk through all the in-between moments, consider different perspectives, and ultimately go for the life we wanna live. Get comfortable and let's get started. Hi guys, welcome to episode three four episode four of the who is she podcast um just for some updates this last week has been pretty crazy um we had thanksgiving which was also my birthday and um then and this is like the first thanksgiving that i've ever spearheaded all the cooking um so that was a first for me um But something interesting, I don't know when they were going to tell us this, but roasting a turkey is literally just like roasting a chicken, but for longer. There's no like magic science behind it. You know, like when you're little and you think there's some uh, magic in roasting a turkey because your grandma did it and then your mom did it, and there's something that you don't know that only they can do because it's such a big task, it's really not. It's putting a bird in an oven. So anyway, I learned that. That was cool. And then Friday we hosted my birthday um at my house. And that was really cool. We um the theme was like candlelit soiree. So we strung Christmas lights up in my house um to make it all twinkly. And then there were no overhead lights other than that and then we had a couple of areas of candles and it was just really pretty and it was sweet to see all my friends and then um we had like a normal party and then as like most people left there was a group of like six to eight of us that stayed and did karaoke for gosh I want to say like two hours and um I had already told my upstairs neighbors that I was having people over and they brought me wine. So it was fine, but we were loud. It was fun. Um, and I think that was, that was honestly my favorite part. It's like, I, th- I feel like that's probably when I actually relaxed because I was, I was a little stressed. I usually don't get stressed, but I was a little stressed just because of everything. And that's actually what this episode is about. Um, so I'm really, really excited to go into it. I'm trying to think if there's any other updates I have for you guys. Um, I don't think so. Okay. So, episode four of the Who Is She podcast is all about what I call the ducky mindset. And don't you worry, I know that's strange and confusing and weird, um, but it's so good. It's so good and I can't wait to share it with you. I'm going to go through why it developed, like where it came from, where I was before, the transition to what it is, obviously, um, and then a couple of notes: how to employ this mindset, practical application, what happens when you do, and why it's important, and then how to start. So, starting from the top, I was I was pretty much born an impatient baby. I was really stubborn, strong-willed, and those qualities, if wielded well. Can be a positive thing. But if not stewarded well, it can actually be a poison. And that poison will seep into any conversation you have, into your heart, into your mind, into your soul. And before you know it, everything gets harder. Contrary to your expectation of being determined and strong willed, getting you where you want to be quickly, it actually takes you farther away. So it's counterproductive. So where I was before, I developed this mindset. Um, I developed it in the five years after college because during college I was a very unhappy camper. I explained in episode one that I was an overachiever in college and I didn't really have that much fun and I think that has to do with impatience and those strong-willed qualities but how those qualities were manifesting were that I was just unpleasable. Nothing would be good enough. Nothing would make me happy. And I demanded excellence and very rarely got it because there was no one and nothing that could meet my expectations. And so I was just exhausted. It was exhausting. It was so hard to live like that. Every day was a challenge. Every day, in every event that happened in my life, I would recognize flaws and things and take offense. And my mind would actively think of all the ways that a person or situation or event failed and what they should have done instead and just like I said these strong-willed qualities uh, can either be wielded well or as a poison this was this was poisonous and it seeped into those around me I was I was recognized as a leader during my college experience but I also had a reputation of quite honestly being a bitch And I hate swearing. I hate it. I think it's crass. I think it's, um, I don't like it. Um, we'll just say that. But this is the most fitting word. Um, and this is probably the only time I'll swear. (laughs) It was, it was like, yeah, there's Danielle. She'll get things done and she'll get them done right, but do not get in her way. Don't make her upset. Like it was just, and I liked the respect from it, but it was exhausting and it was, I was so far in that it became my normal operating system. And I look back on it of why I ended up that way. Maybe it was a defense mechanism, sort of like if I could just demand excellence and strive for excellence myself, no one could credibly call me inferior. But like I said, it was just not a maintainable uh, operating system. So that's the backstory of how I got there. And here is the transition of getting to the ducky mindset. Um, One day I woke up and I just thought, it has to be better than this. What if I could just not care so much about what's going on around me? And what if I could not let what others are doing or or not doing affect me so deeply? This just has to be better. So I changed. I updated my operating system from bitchy to ducky. So what is this? I want you to take a deep breath and imagine a river flowing and there are ripples and currents and little banks and rocks and such, maybe a plant or two. Now I want you to just put a little duck on top of it And for me, visually, I actually imagine a yellow rubber duck, but any duck will do, any kind of duck that you want to think about. And the thing about ducks is they float. They just go with the flow. And if you imagine like a current or a tide or a rapid or a drop, that little ducky is just going to bob around on the top of the water and it's just big chilling. And there's that expression of be like a duck and let it roll off your back, which we'll get to in a minute. But what I'm describing here the water or negativity in our metaphor doesn't even get to the point of being on your back because you're floating on top of it. So the ducky mindset for me is really anytime something doesn't work according to my plan, I'm just bobbing along. It's the release in expectation, knowing that you're going to float no matter what. Some might call this hope. Others might call it faith. Faith. And we've branded it here as the ducky mindset. A couple interesting notes uh, or things about ducks. They have what's called a uropygial gland, which does so many things from my research. Um, it secretes oil, giving them a waterproofing effect to their feathers and keeps them warm. And it does this by maintaining the flexibility of feathers, which keeps them from breaking. And in the um, research I did in feathers, there are something called barbules, which I'm assuming are the little strands of the feathers. So when the barbules of feathers are in good condition, that's what repels the water. So for our metaphoric purposes, this mindset will keep you flexible enough to not be penetrable and another note on this is ducks are consistently producing their application of defense against the water or in our case circumstances to seep into their feathers Um, this gland and the oil it produces also has anti-parasitic effects so it protects them from organisms that want to latch on And live off of them. So in our application, this can be related to a defense against negative people or things who want to latch onto us. And it is stated through research that oil derived from this gland can also aid in courtship and pheromone production. In other words, this will make you attractive to those around you. But given the anti-parasitic effects we just talked about, those who are negative and want to just leech off of you won't be able to latch it's so good so good and this is just this is a reach the next thing I'm going to say but in some birds specifically flamingos if you want to be a flamingo that's fine with me the oil produced from this gland also makes their feathers brighter so for us in our metaphor you know when you see someone who just lights up a room and they've got a glow about them this is what that'll do something that's also important is how this function actually takes place so the europygeal gland is at the base of the tail and the bird's job the ducky's job is to spread the oil all over themselves so you see when you know when you like see a duck in a pond and it's just sort of like cleaning itself and like its uh wings going up and it's sort of like smoothing its feathers that's what they're doing um But the reason I'm mentioning this is because that gland that they have is no good to them unless they use it. In other words, for our metaphoric purposes, we all have access to this mindset and it's our responsibility to use it. There's no advantage or privilege that makes any of this mindset more or less available. Now, I do understand based on specific trauma and experiences may feel less accessible, but it's available to all of us. And... My point here is that the bird could just, the duck, could just sit there and do nothing with this gland, but it is their responsibility. It's actually just their innate function that they are consistently spreading this oil over them for all of these properties. So I actually started with this metaphor just about like floating on water. And then when I was doing research about ducks, I was like, oh, it does all this other stuff. So. Okay, next section, how to employ it and practical application. So this comes to fruition quite frequently throughout the day in really, really trivial things. And probably that's the best place to start. Maybe your coffee order gets messed up. Maybe you didn't get everything done in your to-do list that day, or maybe something didn't go according to plan at work. Instead of letting that get to the point of affecting you, you go, hmm, okay, what's next? It's more of an acknowledgement that something has happened, but not spending your time and emotion processing it. And we're going to go through very specific steps on how to do this. That was just a summary. Um, and unfortunately, as you know, in life, big things don't always go our way. So it's not always going to be the coffee order that gets messed up. Maybe it's a breakup. Maybe someone passes away. Maybe You've gotten some really tough medical news. I don't know. Life gives us challenges. We do know that. Um, And it's harder to deploy this in more difficult situations. Um, But the harder it is, the better the outcome if you can do it successfully. And in harder situations, it's pretty much the same application. It's an an acknowledgement of what went wrong and honoring your feelings, but not dwelling knowing that you are going to stay afloat. So just like the little duck in our metaphor, maybe he just got sent down a rapid, he gets tousled for a second, levels out, and he floats on his merry way. But he does not make himself flounder by getting mad or upset at the rapid. Right? He simply moves on. Oh, little mama's whining. Okay. What happens when you do this and why this is important or why I think it's important? You can do whatever you want, but this has worked for me. When you're able to successfully deploy the ducky methodology, the craziest things happen. You can also call this the law of attraction, but when you don't let things affect you, you can actually stop worrying about what's going to go wrong. And you have... This hopeful expectation that things are just always going to go right. And I know this might, depending on where you are, seem so far away and so sugar-coated. But I'm telling you this after being the exact opposite of this and developing this over the last five years. This is the way I think now. And it's so good. Because this is very different than the unattainable expectations I described in the beginning. It's the energy behind it. In those unattainable expectations, there's a negative energy expecting that they won't be met. But in the ducky expectations, you are hopeful that things will turn out exactly as they should, which is usually beneficial for you. I have some examples of this. Um, I can get a parking spot literally anywhere. It doesn't matter if it's a busy season if it's Friday night and everyone's going out to dinner or it's Christmas season at the mall or whatever, I can get a parking spot anywhere because my mentality shifted. And some of you are going to think this is woo woo, but my mentality shifted from, oh, it's going to be so busy. I'm not going to be able to find something. And it's like a lack mindset too i know that there's going to be a parking spot for me right at the front and it always happens it always happens it's the same thing with tables at restaurants these are very trivial examples i want you to know so i obviously implore this in i try to every aspect of my life even the difficult things but i'm just giving you practical easy examples so like tables at restaurants let's say you don't have a reservation you would think that the restaurant is fully booked. I just go up and ask. And it's the same mindset of, instead of expecting the answer to be no, I'm hopeful that it's all going to work out. And and then, I mean, most times, like, <laughs> it's crazy. It, it just works. Um, some slightly more difficult examples of this. I used to be really nervous about work things, which is super interesting because with the way that I operate, I like over-practice, over-prepare, lots of notes, that kind of thing. So I set myself up for success. And even still, I used to have that mindset of something's going to go wrong. What if they ask me a question I don't know? You know, whatever. And, and because of this, I used to hate work. I still kind of It's not my favorite thing, if we're being honest. But um, that mindset of just absolutely dreading something because I think that something's going to go wrong, or more specifically, I think I'm going to fail, because I've been able to activate this ducky mindset, I go into things knowing that I'm going to succeed and just operating from a point of peace and... In most cases, I would say you know 95% there's always something that might happen. It goes swimmingly not to be too on the nose with our ducky mindset, but it it, it always works out. Um, and so it's helped with my overall perspective on work um, and I and I think probably a lot of people listening might be in either, a career path or job that isn't at all what you want to be doing, but you're doing it because you have to at this point, and that's a whole other episode of going through your dreams. Or maybe you are doing what you have always thought you wanted to do, and you still do love it, but it takes everything out of you, and it's almost created this negative feeling. Um, I know, and I'm not going to name names or any anything, but a lot of my friends are therapists, teachers, um, what's another one, in the, in healthcare, and it's really, really meaningful work, but it is just absolutely draining, which totally makes sense, but you don't want to stop doing it because it's your calling and it's your purpose, but but how do you get out of that, that hole of feeling just so depleted? And I think that some of these tactics of the ducky mindset can help and get you back to at least a baseline. Um, And then some little bit deeper things about the ducky mindset or places that I've um, deployed this is being vulnerable. So maybe going to an event where I don't know many people and five years ago I would have just said no. Um, Now I say yes and I go with the hopeful expectation that I'll meet someone that I was supposed to or get connected with someone or have a great time. Okay, the funniest thing just happened. My mic and speaker just automatically disconnected and I go, damn it. And I had an opportunity to practice this ducky mindset, which I'm going to go into in just a minute on how to practically uh, do this step by step. But I just thought that was so funny and ironic. And that's why there's a smile on my face instead of ruminating in the fact that something frustrating happened. Perfect example. Another thing that I've deployed this ducky mindset on is putting myself online, Um, being vulnerable enough to share. My niche is really sharing my thoughts and my heart and my daily life, which is really, really vulnerable. Um, I'm not going to make comparisons, but it's not the typical that you would see on social media. And there's opportunity for a lot of fear there. And instead of being fearful of what could go wrong or what people could think, I come at it from the opposite direction of this will connect with someone. This is helpful and hopeful and entertaining and I don't know, I just, it's, it's almost taking fear or scarcity or any negative feeling that could come up and flipping it on its head and going with that instead. So in all these things, I've successfully rewired my brain to stop thinking about what could go wrong and instead have an unshakable hope that things will go right. And another super crazy ripple effect of this is that it will touch everyone around you. So just like I described in the beginning on the negativity spreading to everyone around you, the duckiness will spread too. And I noticed that the people around me now are rarely frustrated. And I think that's because of a few different reasons. I believe the energy transfers. So when you're around a patient ducky person, it makes it easier to be patient and ducky and float along too. And quite honestly, if someone tries to swim with you as a ducky and can't keep up with the same methodology, they're just not of the same mindset, they're going to drown. Not in an aggressive, violent way, but I'm just saying they're not going to be able to keep up. So people will naturally be washed out of your life. And this is only a good thing because it starts to create a flock around you. I think that's a collection of ducks. I'm not sure if there's another word for it, um, that is reciprocating the same energy, the same methodology, and it just compounds from there. Okay, so the meat of this, how do you start this? Maybe you're listening to this and you're already floating and I love that for you. Keep going, you can join my flock or I'll join yours or whatever, we're getting a little too ducky. Um, Or maybe you're listening to this and more often than not, you're not happy More frequently than you would like to be, you are frustrated or angry or annoyed or just not happy. And this can really cause you to not feel the sprinkle of magic of life that you're supposed to. Life is meant to be, life is meant to be mostly a happy thing, I think. Um, Even with all the lows, that's part of what makes it really happy. So how do you start this? First, just like anything else, recognizing the need for this and taking ownership over it is your first step. It's recognizing the moments where you have opportunity to deploy this. That's literally your first step. You're not going to get it right all the time. And maybe you'll have to go through a period where all you're doing is recognizing opportunity for the ducky mindset, but not necessarily ready to deploy it. Step two is probably going to look different for everyone. And I want to tread lightly here because I don't want people to think I'm saying you should just try to be more positive because that's not helpful to anyone and not at all what I'm saying. But in the moments where you feel tested or disappointed or annoyed or any sort of negative emotion, stop and and take like three to 10 deep breaths and sit in your breath for a minute. Sit here and realize that you don't need to go anywhere anytime soon. And when you're ready, You ask yourself how you feel. What does this bring up? And why do you think it brings that up? And have a moment to honor that feeling and just sit there for a while. And once you feel available, you start asking yourself some tough questions. Things like how much does this matter? How much does this truly, deeply affect my life and my personal favorite? Is it possible? That something good can come out of this. And after breathing and acknowledging and honoring your emotions and asking some tough questions, the next and most important step is letting it go. Releasing it to God. I believe God. Or if you want to call it the universe. But I believe God. Releasing it to God to handle. Because it is quite simply not your job to pull the strings of the world. (laughs) And I think that's why we get so tired. We're trying to make everything happen the way we see fit, that we forget that it's not our job. This step of me saying, let it go, is hard to say because I know some people are not going to like this. It kind of relates to the just be happier or try to be more positive positive when I say, just let it go. But I want to reiterate that we went through the active steps of breathing, acknowledging and honoring our emotions and asking some questions. So this j- isn't just a dismissive ugh, flippant answer. It's a calculated processing with your best intent in mind. Mm-hmm. And the last step truly is the magic of this mindset, the ability to let things go because if you're always holding on to what has happened to you past tense you won't necessarily be available for what things that just cleared space for and that's so easy to say for big things right like I don't know um let's say your friend broke up with someone three years ago and they're just still um really really nowhere near where they need to be in terms of healing because they keep bringing themselves back to the moment or moments in their relationship from three four years ago Um, but I think possibly more importantly is the is the everyday things if you are are so, and I keep going back to this example and I don't want you guys to think that I'm shallow or or whatever, but this is just a good example for our our purposes today. But let's say the example is that your coffee order gets messed up and you're so frustrated that your coffee isn't the right way that you wanted it, that you're looking down, you're kind of turning inward, you're frustrated, you don't feel like acknowledging what's happening around you and maybe there was someone in that coffee shop or walking out of your coffee shop that you were supposed to meet that was going to take you to the next level of your life but you were so frustrated that in that moment that 60 seconds that you were walking out of the door you didn't have the perception available to receive what you're supposed to receive in that moment what life is trying to give you that's, that's what I'm talking about because that is going to happen far more frequently than the big things. We're going to have big challenges, but hopefully you're not going to have a devastating loss or challenge every single day. If you are, I'm sending all my love to you and that's really, really hard and I hope it gets better. But more often than not, I think we're going to have those experiences in our everyday lives that aren't the end of the world, but it might turn us inward and, and get negative negative and we miss what's, what's for us. A couple of disclaimers as you start this journey, which I'm so proud of you for taking. Um, there are a couple things you should know. One, you are a new duck, meaning you are a little duckling. And ducklings are kept from being lost by their mother duck. She also provides a sense of safety and security. And what I'm saying is, it's helpful to have some sort of person in your life that you can lo- look up to in this regard. If everyone around you is super negative or even just neutral, going through the motions of life, it makes it that much harder to live like this. So, this might require you to branch out and have conversations with people you wouldn't normally in order to get that figure in your life. Pro tip do it at places you frequent. So it's a natural occurrence that you're seeing them. Maybe it's at your church, or maybe it's at the gym, or if you do a sports club, you play pickleball, you're in a chess group, I don't know. Whatever you do, that might be a good place to look for someone. And the second disclaimer is that even though ducks have all of the properties that we talked about, they repel water, it keeps them warm, they are made more attractive to their mates, it releases pheromones, um, all of those things. Ducks also possess the ability to dive down into the water. So my warning to you is that you will get distracted, you are not always going to be perfect at this, and you do have the ability to dive deep into that thing that you're trying not to get dismantled by. But just know that just like the little duck that you are, you have the ability to spread that oil all over you and float back on up to the surface where you belong. I love you. I hope you enjoyed this. A specific note on this episode. I think we might all have a friend or family member that may need to hear this, that you think codependently would benefit from maybe listening to this episode. If for no other reason to just plant the inception seed in their brain. But it might be a bit aggressive to send them this episode. You totally can if you want to. Um, but something I was thinking, sort of a middle ground strategically between me and you. Um, I was thinking you could share the podcast real to your story. So I'm, I'm working on for the podcast doing little clips. Um... And you probably either discovered the podcast through one of these clips or um, have seen one and it's it's just an audio clip that i put on top of some you know b-roll footage that i have in my phone Um, maybe what you do instead since you know that that person is probably going to watch your story is that you just take one of those and post it to your story and obviously this is a shameless plug (laughs) of me sharing the podcast but i would so appreciate it and i was just thinking codependently for you who are who might be thinking about that other person in your life how to do this in a healthy non-aggressive way all right I love you um oh last note this is all new for me guys and I found myself um a little bit avoidant to get on the mic in the last week, and I think it was just because I had a lot coming up in terms of my life. Um, Not anything difficult, all good things, holidays, birthday, whatever. Um, But this is a a whole other avenue of content. But it is important to me that you guys know that I'm serious about this and that I do see this podcast long long term. So I did take, as you know, a two-week break. This will be a weekly podcast, and I am going to start um, releasing episodes weekly. And I, and what we're going to go with first is that episodes will come out on Mondays so that I can record at some point through the weekend, do my editing, et cetera. And then come your Monday drive into work, you'll have this podcast to listen to. Um, I think I'm going to, uh, drop it maybe like early in the morning on Mondays so that like by the time you're in your car or whatever you do on Mondays, you'll have it available. But just the point is Mondays. We're going to try that. And if it doesn't work, I will let you know and we'll work through it together like the ducks that we are. All right. Love you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. (music) This is the part of the podcast where I ask you to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and share with your friends. Even if you want to like screenshot this and tag me on Instagram and I'll repost you on my story, I would so appreciate it. Word of mouth from your friends is the most powerful way to share something of value. So if you could do that for me, i love you forever. Okay, love you, bye.